Hello and welcome to another edition of Wrestling With Myself. I am your ever-full host, Chris. And let's talk WWE Fastlane, which came to us live from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I wasn't... I mean, it was a good pay-per-view. Everyone keeps saying, oh, premium live event. That's still a pay-per-view, in my opinion. Uh... It was a good pay-per-view. It it did what it needed to do, you know, to move along storylines. Uh, do I think that uh, some of these things are over? No. Uh, definitely. A, a, the Shinsuke Nakamura uh, uh, Rollins... That feud, I don't think that's over with. I think that will blow off at Crown Jewel. Uh, but who knows if that will happen? Just because you know, because it's Crown Jewel, you know where it's at. Uh, the Saudis usually pay a lot of money to get the type of matches that they that they want. So who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, but I digress. Let's talk about it. Uh, the very first match was. Uh, Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes versus The Judgment Day. Very surprised about how that all how that happened. As you all know, Cody and Jay are now our new undisputed have uh, undisputed tag team champions. That was very surprising. I was very surprised about that mainly just because I didn't think it would happen. I thought that The Judgment Day would eventually that they would. Uh, carry out the titles and uh, more than likely, you know, try and, uh, you know, I kept thinking maybe if anything, hold on to it until the end of the, until the end of the year. And then once uh, the Royal Rumble happened, then they would lose it. But, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, such a really great match. The, uh, the match lasted about 20 minutes. It was really, really good. I liked the fact that they, um, that because the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest, they're a little bit more of a tag team. They were able to isolate Jey Uso for a very long time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. They told a great story. Uh, and then once Cody comes in, on the hot tag, you know, it looked really, really good. And then all of a sudden you see, uh, you see Dirty Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley, you know, kind of coming out and Dominic is trying to, to, um, interfere. And then Jey Uso comes out and he super kicks Dom and then he just waves at, at Rhea Ripley, which I thought was really, really funny. And one of the things that they kept talking about was um, Cody had done a maneuver in between the ropes where he had um, kind of like uh, wrenched Damian Priest's knee, so he was selling. And uh, that's one of the best things about Damian Priest is that the guy can sell any injury. 
the guy can sell. You know what I mean? And he was selling like a million bucks out there. And I, I really appreciate that. And as you all know, I'm a big fan of any time anyone can sell because I think that's one of the best things about wrestling is the fact that if you can sell, you know, and so um, it, it's very, very interesting. And then J.D. McDonough comes out and tries to help, and uh, they hit, I think, Cody with the briefcase that gets a two, um, and then Damian Priest has got Cody, and he's a and J.D. McDonough's about ready to hit him with the uh, with the briefcase, and winds up whacking uh, Damian Priest on the knee, and it was just you know that looked bad, but it looked really good because of the way he hit him. Because you can tell as soon as as he was looking, you can see that his knee was kind of bending. So it wasn't like, you know, as we all know, wrestling's not real, right? And then um, Finn Balor gets um, the super kick, the um, uh, crossroads, and then they wind up doing kind of like their version of 1D where... Uh, Jay picks up Finn Balor and Cody comes off the second row for the Cody cutter. And I thought that was a really great move on their part. And they get the one, two, three. And now we, and now Cody and Jay are now our new tag team champions. So I was very shocked about that. Um, I, I wasn't expecting it just because as we, as I've proclaimed for the last couple of weeks, in my personal opinion, I do believe that Co- that Cody's going to go to SmackDown. Um, and I think that just about everyone believes that, but who who knows? Um, next up, let me see. Hold on a second. Uh, the next match was was. Uh, the LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. I, as you know, Carlito comes out at the very end. Uh, one of the things I thought that was really, really interesting is that they are matching outfits, the Street Profits and um, and uh, Bobby Lashley. I, li- I like that, the all black and gold. I thought that was really, really, there's a good... Um, Good way to, to have them together. Um, I, I really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really, really good. I know a lot of people was expecting um, Santos Escobar to turn on Ray. I thought that was going to happen too, just because I thought if anything, like Santos was going to get pissed because... Ray wasn't able to to get someone to come in because the match originally started um, three on two. <clears throat> and I thought that was really, really interesting just because it's like, wow, that's a really good idea right there. And so I just thought it was really, really kind of good. Um, I like the fact that, uh, uh, that Montez Ford was kind of like, uh, laughing and kind of like 
making fun of Santos and and Ray. I thought that was really, really good. I like the fact that he's a little bit more maniacal about things and he's he's very um what's the word I'm looking for? He's he's got a big head now because all of a sudden now he's a bad guy. So I really enjoyed that. I really thought that was kinda cool. And then just when you think everything's gonna you just think the LWO is gonna lose and all of a sudden Carlito comes in uh for the hot tag and winds up beating all three of them up and winds up uh, still doing the uh, the backbreaker and the, the backstabber, which everyone, if you've ever seen that particular move, that move is very devastating on the person that's giving it because not only is your, your whole legs are going back into you, you've also got all the weight of the person that you're doing it to. And that's one of the reasons why Carlito kind of walked away to begin with, because his back was really, really messed up. And the rumor at the time was that he was on painkillers. And that's one of the reasons why. Like, Carlito, my God, I know that we haven't seen him since the the Puerto Rico pay-per-view, but he still looks like a million bucks. He looks really, really good. Uh, LWO gets the win. I was excited about that. Uh, just an all-around great good match. I'm not going to say great, but it was good. So all around good match. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I like I said, I liked it. I didn't love it. You know, I wish it was an actual traditional six on six, but whatever. Three on three, my apologies. Three on three, but it was still a good match. Um, next up uh, was the women's uh, was the women's title match between EO Io Sky, Asuka, and Charlotte Flair. Uh, it was it was an okay match, but again, as I said before, I'm not a big fan. I don't really like the way Oscar uh, and Io work together because the way Io does a lot of her moves, she looks like she's trying to be fast, but she's doing it in a very um, slow motion way. Like when she's trying to do those those quick strikes against Asuka, it doesn't look right. And I don't know if there is something that she's trying to do because she's trying to protect Asuka, or is it that no one's been able to tell her because there's not really a, because of the language barrier, uh, because she's because she uh, speaks Japanese, I don't know. I'm just uh, like I've said before. I'm not a big fan of of Eosky's work. I know that she's a great. What she does off the top rope is amazing, but you just can't be just a high risk maneuver person and not look right when you're striking. Uh, Asuka, per usual, looked great. Uh, Charlotte. Looked like a million bucks. I love the fact that Asuka immediately sprays Charlotte. And and then uh, poor Jessica Carr and a trainer are out there trying to help her. And and it's so funny because every time they kept showing her, she's like, oh, my eyes. And Jessica Carr is like, I know, honey. I know. It's like, oh, my God. I was just kind of laughing because I thought it was funny because, like, what is she supposed to say? You know, like, uh, you know, like, act it up a little bit more, please, you know. Um, 
Okay, as I've said before, I I like a good heel champion, but I don't like it when uh when the outside interference is what keeps the title on you. It's one of the reasons why I'm not a, I haven't been a big fan of Roman Reigns' title reign um as of late. Um it's one of the any type of heel champion, I hate it when they have to when they have to do that every time. And every time Bailey has to to bail her out. And it's like it just gets so damn ridiculous. Like, come on, like can we can we write a different ending to this? Because it's just getting it's just getting terrible. You know, like it, it just sucks. But um, a really good match. I like the fact that Charlotte kind of uh, was out of it for the first couple of minutes so that we could get EO versus Asuka by themselves. Um, but it was a good match. I, be, the reason why I, I say the Bailey stuff is because Bailey interfered just as Asuka was tapping out from the figure eight. And so it's like, okay, you know, like you, you get that. And then, um, but the thing that I didn't like was the fact that EO kind of looked like she was sneaking up, like she was doing something when she wasn't supposed to. Like Charlotte is upside down trying to get the figure eight and Oscar is tapping out like why are you sneaking up you know like I just didn't understand it but besides that it was still a decent match it's probably it's probably one of, it's one of the low keys of the match but of the whole pay-per-view it was still a decent match uh Next up, we get uh, McAfee. Pat McAfee comes out, who did kind of like the the voiceover before the pay per view started. He comes out. He, um, if you if you know, uh, he does College Game Day, and they were out in Austin, Texas, for the Oklahoma Texas game. So he flew from Austin, Texas, back to Indianapolis, and basically got off the plane and immediately went to. Uh, into uh, the venue for the pay-per-view. And so he talks about how that the crowd is going, that the crowd's been doing really, really great and that they are not sitting on their hands. I wasn't a big fan of their crowd. The crowd seemed very bored, especially for the Cody, uh, the Cody J versus Judgment Day match. They weren't that, and they weren't very loud. They weren't very loud throughout most of the pay-per-view, but whatever. And so he gets up on the mic and he talks about the fact that you know, they you know his home you know his home in Indianapolis, the fans uh, love their WWE. And he comes on commentary for um, the LA Knight John Cena versus Jimmy 
and Jimmy Bauso and Solo Sokoa. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a good one. I I enjoyed it a lot, and I enjoyed the fact that John Cena sold his ass off for this match. The way that he looked, really, he looked really, really good early on, and then he he took a lot of punishment. And I was just like, God, you know, like, damn, like that's really good. Like, you know, it's one of the few things I really, really like is the fact that he was is the fact that he's willing to sell and I enjoy that a lot. Um LA Knight looked like a million bucks. Uh Jimmy Uso looked really good. Uh Solo a I'm telling you right now he is he's going to be a he's already a great heel. But he's going to be an even better heel when he's no longer with the bloodline. He has so much going for him. And one of the best things is that he has a good head on his shoulders. He doesn't look like... he uh, From everything you keep hearing, he doesn't seem like uh, some of the other young superstars that, that when they get a little too much success, they get a big head... Like he's got a good head on his shoulder, so he's not someone that one that one day soon is going to get himself arrested for anything, or 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 anything. At least in my opinion, I hope like hell he doesn't. But Solo Sokoa is doing really really well, and I'm very happy for him. Um, the match was good. I enjoyed it a lot. I think that one of the best things about it is is the fact that. Cena knew his place in this, and so you know, he kind of knows where he, he he stands in this match. So I thought it was a good match. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, when he finally does get the hot tag for LA Knight, uh, because again, uh, it's all about you know it's all about LA Knight right now, and he's probably one of the the fastest rising stars WWE's had in quite some time and he's he's got the same trajectory as as an Austin and I'm not saying that he's gonna be the next Austin what I'm saying is that his popularity is on pace with an Austin with a rock uh, with a Mick Foley where everyone is just cheering for him and as long as the storyline that he's on remains good He's gonna he's gonna he's going to be very, very popular for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, and I just like the fact that, you know, Cena Cena does what he needs to do and you know, and he just does it. You know, he just does what he needs to do. So I thought that was really interesting. Uh LA Knight uh, gets the blunt force trauma bft for the win on jimmy uh, i kind of figured that that was going to happen just because with roman reigns coming back for uh, uh for the season premiere of smackdown 
I think most people would have figured that that was going to happen just because, I mean, I, I think that's the best thing to do is to have uh, mainly just a pissed off Roman because I think that's the best thing to do. Um, just because you can kind of tell that that's what they're going to do is that Jimmy and Solo couldn't beat LA Knight, so now he has to come in and beat up uh, LA Knight. And so I thought that was really, really kind of cool. Uh, so LA Knight and John Cena get the win. And then they go backstage. And the thing that they did, and I and I was really pissed about it, was that, uh, was that Damian Priest? They did it, and I thought it was just a ruse. And if you've seen it, well, I hope you've seen this because why are you listening? Oh, please listen, please. Okay, never mind. Uh, so just before, uh, Shinsuke versus, uh. Rollins, they have a backstage segment with the with everyone from Judgment Day, and Damian Priest is kind of like he's got ice on his knee, and he's trying to get up, and they keep saying no, 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 don't do it. You said that you wanted to pick the perfect time, and tonight's not the right night. And Damien's like, oh, okay. And so he sits back. And before he sits back down, Rhea Ripley is like, give me the briefcase. Like, she's trying to make sure that he's not going to do it. And he just willingly gives up the briefcase. And at first I was like, okay, this is like some sort of a ruse. This is the night that he's going to do it because of the fact that they're saying he shouldn't do it. This is the night that he's going to do it because, you know, uh, WWE uh, Medical does these amazing things. And all of a sudden, Damian Priest knee is completely healed. And he's going to do his finisher on one of them, hand the briefcase in, and then goes for the one, two, three. But that doesn't happen. So, like, I remember because... It was like right after the match and Rollins is just holding up his belt and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, where's Damian Priest? Like this is this is this is the key moment. This is the moment you want. This is what it is. You just you just allow this guy to go through hell through a last man standing match. The guy's back is nearly broken. And yet, no, my knee hurts. I'm not going to do it. So that, to me, just points right there that Damian Priest is going, is not going to be successful with his, uh, with his cash-in. I'm saying it right here, right now, on October 8th, 2023, at 3.47 Eastern Standard Time. His cash-in will not be successful. And you can play this back if you want to. I do not care if I'm wrong. Because if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll stand up and I'll say it. But as of right now, 
because of the booking and what's going on, I do not think he's going to cash in successfully. Because I think that J.D. McDonough or one of them is going to stop him. Or they're going to distract the wrong person and Damian Priest is going to get it. And Damian Priest isn't going to win. Uh, so that, But let's get into the actual match. The match was really, really good. Shinsuke Nakamura is probably one of the best at what he does when it comes to knowing exactly what he needs to do as far as okay you want me to target the back okay i'll target the back like some of the stuff that he was doing was just damn uh he did um he did the kendo sticks he tried to do um he did a lot but it just didn't work and one of the things I thought that was interesting is, and it's one of the reasons why I love Michael Cole so much, is that Michael Cole keeps saying, damn it, just lie down, fight another day. You not having this title is not the end of the world. Just sit down and relax. Stop. I'm paraphrasing. I don't think he said that at all. But it was just really, really interesting. I really enjoyed it. I loved it when they brought in the um, uh, the big ladder. I thought that was really cool. I enjoyed the entire. I enjoyed the whole thing, and it was just good. You know, it was really really good. And then they go on the outside and they start fighting out in the in the thing, and that's when I was like, oh, this is when it's gonna happen. Because I was watching the pay-per-view with my wife. And she she kept asking me about Rollins' back. Like, they keep talking about his back. Why are they doing that? And I was like, oh, well, they're, they're basically saying that he's got this really bad back. He's got a deteriorating disc or a slip disc. I don't really remember what the storyline of it is. But, it you know, in their heads, it's bad when it's probably not as bad as it as it seems just because he's still wrestling with it but who knows um so the match concludes and i'm looking at the time i'm like oh there's still five minutes because most pay-per-views end at the three hour mark unless it's wrestlemania or one of the the core four matches the core four and i'm keep looking and I keep looking, and I'm like, motherfucker, they're not going to fucking do this, are they? I'm like, damn. And that's when I, and that's like what I said. I I, I knew right then and there, they're never going to let Damian Priest, they're not going to let Damian Priest cash in and win this thing. He He's just not. I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I just don't think he's going to do it. And... It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. All in all, I'd give it three and a half out of five. But I judge pretty easily. I'm easily impressed with a lot of things. I still think it was a good pay-per-view. I know a lot of people are saying it's the worst premium live event of 2023. Uh, 
if I actually had a rewatch along, I could give you a different answer, but I just don't think it was the worst as of right now, but it was still, it was still very entertaining. Um, I really, let's talk something else. I really like the fact that AEW is basically, um, making fun of the fact of Adam Copeland, I, um, AKA Edge. Um, I love the little backstage segment between him, uh, Jericho, and um, Kenny Omega, and I love the fact that he's like, "Hey, why are you on the edge? Why are you on the edge of your seat?" And he he's like, "Why are you on the edge of your seat?" And hey, you think you know me? Like, I love it. I'm an easy mark when it comes to laughing. But what I loved was the fact that he comes out and tries to get Christian to be his tag team partner and then they hug and it's like oh wow that's gonna be great like that ought to be an interesting one just because have the two of them tag up again and then as he's hugging him and he puts the the he puts the mic up to his lips and I'm like he's fucking turning on him and then he's like go fuck yourself I laughed so hard because I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world um, AEW's got, got some good stuff going, and if they do it the right way, I think that they could be very, very, uh, they could do some great things with it. Uh, one of the few things I thought that was very interesting is the fact that they, I know that they had said that Jay Cargill was going to make her, her first, uh, appearance in WWE, at the pay-per-view and originally a lot of people thought that she was just gonna a lot of people thought that she may be in the crowd of it that they were going to show her in the crowd for the women's title match and that she would just immediately kind of uh get the next opportunity um but all they showed they just showed her with triple h and I i'm like okay i'm like well, that's kind of odd. Why would you just do that? Why don't you actually, like, show her off? Because she's the one. Like, she's the she's the next big thing, apparently, for them. Uh, I was watching a TikTok, and I thought it was very, very interesting. They were talking about her, and they're like, they keep talking about how great of a new signing she is, but let's be really, really honest with one another. She, you know, they're like, she's the first real, besides Cody, she's the first real AEW to WWE. And they're like, they've got, they're just selling it. They're just selling the fact that they've got her and AEW does it. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that it's basically going to be an all-star episode of NXT. Uh, we're getting... Uh, let me see. Let me see. Who all is there? Uh, John Cena is supposed to be in uh, Carmelo Hayes' corner. Ron Breaker is supposed to have uh, Paul Heyman um, in his corner. Asuka is supposed to take on Roxanne Perez. And... 
Cody Rose is supposed to have an announcement on Tuesday. And I'm like, and a lot of people are like, God damn, that's petty. All because Adam Copeland's supposed to have his very first match on on uh, Dynamite. And it's like, I get it, but like, I'm also like, can you, you don't need to be so fucking petty. Like, it's just another wrestling company. Just let them fucking be. You're already winning. You, you've had a 60-year head start. Of course you're winning. Just let them fucking be. I hate it when they do this type of stuff, but that's just me. Uh, the next pay-per-view, of course, is going to be in uh, Saudi Arabia, which is for uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, it depends. I know in the past I have said that I would not uh, be covering said pay-per-view. But if it's a decent card, I will more than likely uh, be be willing to at least cover it just because it. I think last year's was a decent one. Uh, again, I'm just not... I'm not really interested in a three-hour infomercial on how great Saudi Arabia is. I'm just not. But that's just me. Uh, so that's going to be it for me tonight. Uh, like I said, it this is this was a great pay-per-view. I think it might have been one of the better ones out there that they've had in quite some time. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting what, where they go from here. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to be back as of Friday. Uh, we'll find out everything, and we'll go from there. Uh, until next week, I will talk to you all later. Bye.